What up, it's your boy Tony Sumo coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out of the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes. Now use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammo in your life. It'll cure what ails you. And check out tiki-tribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I tribe.com for all your ready-made meal solutions. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And if you use the code Tiny Sumo, you can get 20% off in store with those guys now. And me, I'm your boy Tiny Sumo. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your boy appreciates it. But I think that's enough of a plug. So let me get down with my guest. You. Hello, how are you? I'm Jacinta, how are you? Hey, good, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat. I really appreciate it. That's all right. What was your name, sorry? So my name is Dylan, but I'm... Very Dylan. comfortable. Okay, cool. It's fine if you call me Tiny Sumo. Anything <laughs> in that sort of realm, uh, I've become very used to it. In fact, it does feel weird now actually even using my real name. <laughs> yeah, it feels a bit funny, but it also feels really weird if I use my Tiny Sumo email account for anything outside of Tiny Sumo. Yeah, so, but like, who the hell's that? <laughs> I've had to do it recently where like I had to sign up for something. And I realized when telling the woman on the phone that my email was Tiny Sumo, I felt like it was my original, like, Hotmail account from my teenage years. Yeah, like, and he still hasn't changed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, oh, it's like one of them big balls, 69 at Hotmail or whatever. I'm like, yeah, oh, lady she, she killer, 69. Yeah, she doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah, this is really awkward. But that's something I've had to sort of get used to. I've also had to explain to a lot of people why the name Tiny Sumo. And it's because I, I was a tiny sumo. And that's like really almost anticlimactic for people. They're like, oh. As in a sumo wrestler? Yeah, yeah, with the, oh. with the sumo nappy and everything. With the, yeah. <laughs> so that, but that's why people are like, oh, is that it? I'm like, yeah, that, that's literally it. I'm just, I'm a, <laughs> nothing, I'm a small person. More. No, I'm a small person <laughs> who did sumo. So that's it. But look, we're talking about you. So firstly, congratulations on your pro debut. Thank Very you. Very exciting. Thank Before we much. talk about that, I want to go over that fight, obviously. But you've had a bunch of fights. You fought boxing, kickboxing, like K1 and Muay Thai. You even jumped in for some MMA. So what I want to do yes. is I want to go back. I want to find out. I want to go back to the start. Can you please tell me how you first got involved in fighting? Um, so it was when I was about, I think I just turned 18. Um, and I'd moved out of home. I'd always, like, asked my mum and dad to chuck me in some sort of uh, martial arts, whether it was like, well, karate was the only one I knew. So um, I tried to get them to chuck me into that, but they weren't particularly interested in a, like a contact sport. Um, so when I moved out, I just went to like the local gym, which um, is in St. Mary's. And for a while, I just sort of like lurked in the background and ran on the treadmill uh, used all the cardio stuff and watched everyone else train. Um, and then eventually the head trainer ended up pushing me into joining in. So um, since then, <laughs> sort of haven't haven't missed a lesson. <laughs> so when you first signed up, like, you know, and you saying that you wanted to sort of, I guess, get involved in like a combat sport or a martial art or anything like that, was it just from like a training perspective or do you have the sort of idea in the back of your head that you wanted to fight? No, I didn't want to fight. Even in, like, karate, I knew that they sort of 
they're not hitting each other. Like, I don't know too much about karate because I never ended up doing it, but I know that they're not full contact hitting each other. Um, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to fight. I just was sort of like a bit of a tomboy growing up. And whereas my friends wanted to do like dancing or something like that, I just loved watching like the, like the strength of the kids that, uh, like were hitting bricks or hitting wood or I just liked the, the, the strength side of it. So then too, when this coach has pressured you in, they've gone, look, no, you've got to come do the fight stuff with us. What's the sort of turnaround then? You know, what's the, I guess, the the spark with you then going and doing that training and then going, oh, shit, you know what? Actually, I do <laughs> want to have a fight. What's that sort of time frame like? Um, so I started there and at first, to be honest, I didn't really like the classes because um, I found, like, I couldn't do any of it <laughs> properly. And, like, everyone else there was quite good and, you know, killers and I couldn't. And there was always one guy or something that had to go with the new girl that can't punch. So I didn't really like it. I felt like I was sort of in the way as well. Um, And I just didn't really feel like I was getting a workout either because I obviously couldn't do the, the moves and the kicks. So I wasn't working very, like, training hard because I, I didn't know how to do it properly. Um, But I kept going. Um, and then I noticed that while I was very bad at trying to kick that I could punch quite well. Um, and I was loving the boxing side of it. Um, and then I just, I just kept going and I liked it because, you know, I was losing weight, turning up, getting a bit more confident, making new friends at the gym. Um, and then after about, it was probably about nine months, um, I went to, my trainer's fight night. So he was fighting for a state title, a New South Wales state title. Um, and I went and watched him. And at first, when I, like, I watched the first few fights on the night, I thought it was a bit much, like, people getting knocked out. Um, I remember one guy started, like, frothing at the mouth when he got knocked out. And I sort of thought maybe it's not for me. But then I watched my trainer fight and he just like fought. He was so beautiful the way he fought and he won the state title and, you know, he got this beautiful belt and I just, then I was like, oh, maybe I want to have a try. <laughs> like, it's a nice belt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, about a month later, my trainer was like, do you want to have a, have a fight? He gave me a nine-week uh, preparation, so he gave me nine weeks notice. Um and yeah, I just said yes, and yeah, haven't really gone back since. So first fight K one or like mod time? Yeah, K one, K one. So I thought um, I didn't do any weight cutting or anything because it was new to me, and sort of just wanted to focus on the skill rather than stressing about weight. Um, and yeah, we fought we fought three rounds of K one for my first fight. Nice. All right. Well, look, I want to know about that experience because that too, like, so say. Nine months of you sort of getting in and just getting involved in the sport. And then, you know, nine weeks from getting hit up about the fight to taking the fight. And it'll be interesting too. I want to know what's that first fight like. I mean, you're talking about that first fight and then now mm. we've just had the pro debut. What was the first mm-hmm. fight like? If you watch the fight, um, like the technique side of it, it's an absolute mess, which I think <laughs> everyone's, <laughs> everyone's first fight is. You don't yeah. think you just sort of charge at each other and it's a big... It's a big cluster. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
I actually, so when I was warming up, I was thinking like, what the heck? Because it was quite like a big show, as in big venue, um, like a a big crowd. Um, And obviously you got the lights on you and the cheering and the the music. And I sort of, I didn't like the warm up. I sort of thought, what am I doing here? This is too much. We have an anxiety attack. Um, And I felt like that all the way till I got in the ring. And... As soon as I got hit, I think I calmed down. Um, and then as soon as I got like my hand raised and I won, I was like, wow, like, this is such a great feeling. Like I've done nine weeks of pain and suffering and now I feel so good. That that initial, like, that is interesting hearing people talk about, because I think it's probably something that doesn't get spoken about a lot, you know, yeah. with, with the dealing with the, the feelings beforehand. Like I've said on the podcast before, I distinctly remember a lot of my earlier fights where I was like, I felt really good. I felt amazing up until I got the five-minute warning. Yeah. yeah. And I'm then sure. I would have like an internal dialogue where I'm like, I can just leave. <laughs> I can just leave. Yeah. Why, am I, why am I fighting this person? I don't know them. Like there's... There's no it's real 10 o'clock for me at to... night. I should be in bed. <laughs> why am I here? I don't understand why I'm here. What am I... Yeah. You know, and the, the second I got the like the ready-to-roll call, like, doors are, I'm, like, I'm good now. But, like, there was that yeah. internal dialogue for, like, five minutes where I'm like, I can just fucking bail. Yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard. I it's... still get it. Not so much now, but I still do get it a little bit, and I got it all the way up until probably 10 fights. I got this, what the hell am I doing? Like, I don't want to do mm. this. Yeah. But, um, it's, a, it does it's something you can't, you can't really... It's not something you prepare for in the gym either. I think the only way... Yeah. Like you said, 10 fights, you know? Like, that's taken you going out and fighting a stranger. It, it's not the end of the world. Like you said, you you take that first shot and that first fight and you go, oh, okay, That's this is what this is. Yeah. I'll, it'll all be okay. It'll, it'll be all yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Just keep, charging at each other for six minutes or nine minutes or whatever it is, and then afterwards I'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you've had that K1 fight, and then because you, you, like I said earlier, you've jumped into a bunch of other rule sets as well. You've had the Muay Thai fights, K1, boxing, MMA. Was the idea originally to sort of jump between, I guess, the codes, or has that just sort of come about? Um, the idea for me was to, and this is, I think, more of my... Uh, team's plan rather than mine. Um, the idea was for me to stay in K1. Um, and just because, like, the way my coach teaches is very, um, it's a very unique way of teaching. Um, he wanted me to sort of stay in K1 because K1 outside of Australia is very big. Like, there's a lot yes. of opportunity with it. Um, but I was just finding that everyone would reject the K1 rules in Australia. So, we're not fighting unless it's Muay Thai or unless it's Mod Thai or, mm. and I don't really know why that is still, but um, I just found I couldn't get matched in K1, so we um first transitioned to Mod Thai, which is I don't think it's very common outside of New South Wales, but it's um, Muay Thai without elbows, so yeah. we did did that first. I had a few fights in that. Um, and then as I got like sort of higher up, I found that people were also not agreeing to mod tie. Um, so yeah, just added, um, some elbows to how I normally fight and I'm actually, I adapted to the clenching and the throw side so well. So I sort of, um, prefer the, the Muay Thai a bit more now. Um, but still K1 on Muay Thai, I don't really care <laughs> either. Yeah. Okay. You, that is a good point too. I think. 
I don't think people understand like the popularity. Like if you think about Europe, especially like the yeah. one market in Europe, like that rule set is massive. Um, yeah. And just in terms of opportunities, but it makes sense for someone like yourself with competing in the multiple sort of, I guess, rule sets with looking at something like a one championship where you go, they've got the K1 rules, they've got the Muay Thai rules, they've got the the, um, the little glove, like the MMA glove. Muay yeah, Muay that'd be so, so amazing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, you've got those opportunities where you see the people being able to sort of jump between yeah. the rule sets. And the ones that are doing well are the ones that are able to adapt to that sort of shift. And the other thing, like you said, you can just pick up a fight. You go, hey, they won't fight you in this rule set. They'll fight you in this rule set. You go, whatever. doesn't matter. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. With the boxing as well, was that just sort of something to add into it then? Um, Boxing? So I've always, like, I've always loved throwing my hands over my kicks. Um, And mostly in the beginning, that was because... Um, like because injury was stopping me kicking, like I had pain when I kicked, mm-hmm. so I was always punch heavy, um, and it was always on on my bucket list to to have a boxing fight because I train with boxers so much and I always do quite well with them, so I always wanted to have a go at it. Um, but the main reason I did it is just because I was lacking in fights. Um, I just couldn't get matched or things kept falling through or and I'd be fight fit with no fight. Mm-hmm. Um so when I joined um <clears throat> with this new boxing gym, I just he sort of gave me two weeks notice and said, All Right, I matched you for a boxing fight. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I put a two week boxing prep in. Um and yeah, I really I really liked it actually. It was a different kind of challenge. It's a lot faster paced. Then, yes. like K one is a fast pace, but there's also um, a lot more opportunity to break the action up or to move away. Like you can kick them away. Um, yep. Some K one rules that you can like hold them with two hands for one knee. Um, but boxing, if they want to stay on you, they stay on you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, um, I so I've had the two boxing fights. And that's a good one too. But to add in, I think from a, a pressure perspective, you know, you having to deal with yeah. that. That is a good point where it's like all of a sudden I don't have to worry about kicks. I don't have to worry about knees. I can just walk you forward. Like I can just walk forward a lot more. Yeah, you can't front kick them away. They're just, you've got to rely on your angles and you've got to, you've got to work the pace as well. You can't just um, rely on one or two shots. No, it's definitely, it's definitely a sport of attrition. It's definitely like a very fitness based sport. I mean, obviously all fighting is, but I think boxing, especially just with the pace you're able to set. And almost having that limited weapon set for yeah, you to go, exactly. shit, I need to work more. I just need to throw 300 punches or so. You know, you can see <laughs> yep. K1 fights even, like you said, with the pace is going to be higher again than Muay Thai, but they're yeah. still going to throw a lot less strikes overall, I guess, than a boxing fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I really think those boxing fights have sort of given me an extra edge in Muay Thai as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad I, I did them and I'll probably end up doing some more as well. Nice. All right. Well, look, talking about recent fights and let's talk about the pro debut because that seemed yeah. like it was a little while coming. Um, finally got the matchup and you fought a more experienced fighter as well. Got the win though. Beautiful TKO. So walk me through the fight. Walk me through this one, especially. Um, so this fight, the match only got made, uh, three weeks out, um, sort of a late notice. So um, that meant for me that I was coming up a weight class because my opponent couldn't make my weight class within the three weeks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I just said, you know what, she's the only one with her hand up, so let's do it. Um, so we fought at 57, whereas I, I'd like to be fighting at 54, but um, it's okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Always get chucked in any weight class anyway. Um, so I didn't know too much about her, to be honest. I haven't heard of her before. Um, it was also her first pro fight. I just knew that she had done MMA previously as well. Mm. So I thought maybe she'd have a strong um, clench and grapple game. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, again, in the MMA, like the strike striking rate slows down again too. So I thought that she'd be like a little bit slower, as in not as many uh, punches and kicks put together because you, it's a waiting game a lot more in MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, our game plan was just to sort of like pressure, like be myself, just be my like natural K1 sort of style and just pressure and not try anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just be me. And then, yeah, I, I, f- I sort of felt like in the towards the first, the end of the first round, sort of felt like if I really tried, I could either really hurt her or finish it. Um, but at the same time, it's only the first round. You don't know what else someone's got in their pocket. So I didn't want to sort of come out and do anything too stupid. Um, going into this fight, I had a bad leg injury, my right leg. Um, so I couldn't actually kick with my right leg at all. So about for about a week and a half, we just practiced um, – a liver shots, uh, liver kicks with my left mm-hmm. leg. Um, and we just practiced that over and over with the hands. And then as soon as, I think it was, yeah, it was the second round. As soon as I kicked her once in the liver, like you see someone, you see their body language change, like their body um, it's almost, almost drops for a second. Um, so as soon as I landed the first one, I just kept trying to drill it again. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, ended up uh, dropping her with the left leg. That is um, she, didn't, she didn't get back up, so... No, that, watching that, was that clip, watching the clip you put up from the fight, I'm like, that looks like that was the game plan, like watching that drill, because I think you hit her with like three in a row or something. Yeah, she did. Um, I'm sort of, I watch my fights back and I sort of pick it apart and oh, I should have done this, should have done that. Um <laughs> The third one, like I should have maybe gone to the head or gone somewhere else because she did end up catching my leg and kicking me in the injured leg. So, like I learned <laughs> from that. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really the game plan, but once once I noticed that it landed once, I could just hear my uh, coach. He was screaming. Um, he screams liver lover at me <laughs> <laughs> um, because I've had a, a liver knockout before. So, um yeah, I know when he screams liver lover to just go for the liver. <laughs> nice. Well, it was a beautiful performance. Um, obviously going to be very happy with the pro debut win and by stoppage to look good in the process of doing it. What's the plans now, though? I mean, obviously we're getting towards the end of 2019, moving to 2020. Mm. Anything booked in? Anything we should keep our eyes out for? Yeah, so hopefully I'm fighting, I think it's about five weeks from now, um, November 29th um, in New South Wales. I just don't have an opponent locked in yet, um, so we're just waiting on that. But that'll be in a cage. It's still Muay Thai, but it's cage Muay Thai. What show is that on? Uh, it's Urban Fight Night. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yes. yes yeah, yes. so it's at the Hurstville Entertainment Centre. 
Nice. All right. Well, fingers yeah. crossed they can get you an opponent for that. Cage Muay Thai is always exciting too because they do a bit of a mix. Yeah. So they've got they've got a bunch of different rule sets on the show. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have some MMA on. Um, they'll probably have K1 as well, and they'll probably have some Muay Thai with the little MMA gloves as well. Nice. Very cool. All right. Well, look. Before we wrap it up, I like to give people a chance to get a plugs, mention shout outs, anything like that they want to get out of the way. So anyone you want to mention, let them know now, and uh, we can tag them in when I post up later on. Um, yeah, probably just um, like so my gym, UTC in Sydney, um, is where I train all my kickboxing, and then I train all my boxing in Smeaton Grange at Grange High Performance. Um, and then just probably the biggest help has been my new sponsor, so Red Dot. Um, they've been looking after me through fight camps and um, helping me get opponents from interstate. So yes, very very happy with them to working with them. Nice. Uh, well, like I said, fingers crossed uh, you can get that fight on Urban. And uh, massive congratulations on the Pro Debut win. I look forward to seeing Thank you fight again soon. Thank you so much. <laughs> no worries at all. Talk soon.